Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. myself. I'm, no, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey, this is Jimmy Farrow from Monty and the Farrow, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel, but I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later.
right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV, out of Ron Conkman, Long Island. And at the board, our favorite producer of all time, Jared. Hey, how's it going? Spidey! What up? Jack, I give you a lot of props, man. Like, you stepped into the seat, and you're like a master. And, and you took it very, like, you just knew what to do. You're, like You're turning Matty Ice into Wally Pip. Do you realize that? You're Lou Gehrig, brother. I'm Good very job. technologically inclined. Did you go to school for it, or you just <laughs> yeah, knew yeah. what to do? No, I just know what to do. Wow. So this more importantly, smooth. last week smooth. we talked to Jared about um, mm. the girl. Did you get laid last week, pal? Oh, stop it. No, I did not. What a shame. Jared, why are you disclosing this information? Don't feed into this man. Guys our age are look forward to hearing about guys what your age are doing. Oh, and you failed is, us, Jared. Uh, no, you didn't, That's Jared. all right. I'll come back next week. Oh, he'll come <laughs> back. I like the way he prephrased he, that, he's, too. He's on it, dude. He's smooth, man. He's on he it. He is smooth. All right. He's, job, got, he's got to work out those Greg Gagne tennis legs. Though. Well, I, I think he should hit the courts and, like, you know, tone them up even more. He's got tone. He's just got to keep going. That's all. So want to... Tell people out there, want to thank you for joining us. I'm yeah. sorry, you know, got the usual crew. Loose, welcome. RJ, welcome. Matthew, how are you? Phil. What is up? How are all. you? What is up? Phil, a lot of people asking, are you going to bring back Boston Wrestling? Really? Yeah, it would be nice if Phil could. Phil, Phil has the capabilities of doing so? Yeah. Go Phil. Jason, how are you? The first lady of professional wrestling ah. in the house. Our main man, ESO, how are you, buddy? Good to what see you. Roy, also good to see you. Arby. Jason, who else? Did I miss anybody? I don't know. So we're excited to have our guest, Mario Mancini. I don't want people to freak out. We had some sound problems, so mm. we had to choose either video or sound. Yeah. We're going to choose sound. And we're going to kick ass anyway. And we'll kick ass That's anyway. Right. But first, before we get to that special guest, we want to recognize the passing of uh, indie wrestler uh, Butcher Blackwell. Um, Butcher Blackwell, I'll let the Pharaoh talk about him, but Butcher, we met when the show first started. Um, yeah. One of our first professional wrestlers mm -hmm. uh, was the, or supposedly was the nephew of Crusher Blackwell from the AWA. Mm. So being new to the business, we were very, very, very excited. Um, Impressionable, I think. Yes, is a, is for a, sure. Is a to have word. Mr. Blackwell on the show. Yes. And uh, I'll let you take it from here, and then I'll weigh in. Okay. Uh, first of all, rest in peace, Butcher Blackwell. Um we had a strange history with Butcher Blackwell. At, at first, uh, you know, because we were new to the business, we were impressionable. And, and uh, Butcher being one of our first, if not the first uh, guest of as a professional wrestler, we were pretty psyched to, to get our feet wet and get started. Um, but we were a little wet behind the ears, to be fair, in the business. And we weren't sure yet as to, uh, you know, how this business works as far as our roles go and our relationships with wrestlers. Uh, Butcher was a friend, and then Butcher, whether he meant to or not, kind of educated us, you know, whether he meant, and I don't think he meant to, but we were taking notes the entire time, and basically it turned out that, you know, a lot of wrestlers are not who they say they are, um, and it's, this is not meant to be disrespectful mm -hmm. at all, so for all those people jumping up and down, screw you, you didn't know the man the way we did, and if you did, you didn't know him the way we did with our dynamic, um, Basically, uh, it got to the point where we felt like, you know, 
look, we've always had goals. Always. We've always had foresight. So we wanted to get as big as possible and have as many big names as possible. And I think that at one point, Butcher got a little bit... Um, well, if I could just jump know. in. Yeah, please. Farrow and I you have know. always stayed loyal to people that we've met, whether it be our artists. We've tried to, right? to be fair. Or our people that have helped us grow, right? Mm-hmm. Loyalty is a big thing to both of us. Yeah. So Butcher, um, Donna Barber, welcome, my friend. Good hey, to Don. see you, too. What's up, brother? Butcher, uh, we were loyal to him. We were. And when we were starting to find out that really... The loyalty was not exactly being repaid? Well, or am I let's being start here. Rough? We started to find out that you, know. you, you kind of laid... You didn't want to be disrespectful, but I'll say it. Okay. A lot of the stories were lies, right? Yeah. And, like uh, not being related to Crusher. Right. Which, and, I kind and, of and, upset and, me. And then you start to find then out it's wrestling. that I know. he was an indie wrestler and, mm-hmm. you know, when the WWE went to Pennsylvania, you know, instead of paying guys to travel right. back in that time, Correct. they would bring guys from, like, say, the Monster Local Factory guy. and sure. they would wrestle some opening cards mm-hmm. and... That's yeah. how, you know. Right. So right. you start to learn this stuff. And that really wasn't the big deal. No. What had happened no. was... Uh, there was The a, loyalty was the big deal. There was a banner <laughs> that uh, Jared had put up. We had our one of our first signings very early in the stages of the show. And we had Marty Gennetti. We all know Marty Gennetti. We're close with Marty Gennetti. Yeah, there you go and, right there, folks. There um, it is. Gennetti yep. was there. Mm-hmm. And, you know... And again, I'm not, you know, we'll talk to... Janetti will be in studio, by the way, guys, um, very shortly um, on a Thursday night. Cool. So we'll get to talk about a lot of stuff, and we could even talk about this. But then this is what started our arguments with Janetti was that he was doing some stuff, stuff with Blackwell in the bathroom while we had younger... These are facts, by the these way. These are facts. These are facts. We had some younger children yes, in the studio. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And we did not take kind to it. Not so, at all. Not um, at all. Our relationship quickly dampered with Mr. Blackwell, yes. and uh, I yes. yeah. really didn't ever want to talk to him again. There was I don't one, think either of us really did. Well, I think there was one point where he called the show, and we kind of made right. face, but it really he just it was kind of half-hearted, to right. be honest with you. Understood. So Damage had been done. Obviously, right. we didn't want to see this gentleman pass away. No. And again, oh. to keep it honest, there, was, there really was no love lost between. Right. I'm not going to speak for you, but no, for me, I agree. I'm there not, was I'm no not, love lost for. I'm not disagreeing for with that, Butcher Blackwell. You know, but I will say this much: Thank you, Butcher Blackwell, for unintentionally being a learning curve for us. Right. We learned from the experience, and we certainly adjusted. So, for that, I give you props. Sure. You know? Thank you for that. And 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 in the beginning, before the nonsense. He's a fun guy. I had fun with him. We both genuinely liked him yeah. until we saw that, well, maybe the um, it's not being reciprocated, really. So it was what Again, it, it was. wasn't the point that he wasn't the wrestler he said he was. That wasn't the big deal. Right. It was that the still big pissed deal. me off, though. It, it, yeah, sure. To be but honest. It was, but, it had you know, to, but it had to do with the lies and the continue, you know. Right, um, right. You know, again. And backing the wrong horses. But let's not get into that. But my Those bigger problem was you can't the sit there and tell me how broke you are all the time. But then when Marty Gennetti comes in the studio, you find enough money to buy magic, whatever. magic stuff, magic stuff. Yeah, right? we'll call it magic stuff. So yeah, you know, yeah. Again, Which didn't help Marty and for that the people day either, who claim the they were friends with Blackwell. Okay, right, because they didn't like this show, so they tried to befriend him. Right, and right. they might be watching that. They are watching the show. They're probably like, how do you right. talk about a guy that passed away like this? We're the only real thing that is really going on here. We're not right. going to right. sit there and bullshit, right? Right. right. You guys, after right. you got done using the guy, right, you dumped him. Where's your tributes to him, too? By the way, your big melts. 
Well, by the way, again, where he are was they? used. You know who we're talking to, too. Well, there's a bunch of them. How right? you doing? Was used. What's happening? Anyway, to move off it. Who cares? Um, <laughs> in the news, obese, obese parents are likely to have obese or overweight children, obese a study says. Pa- what, like that? Like that? Like that. Like in a piano case after you fucking expire? Wow, that's rough. A child with one or both obese parents will have an 80% chance of being obese, reveals a study. Okay. Being overweight or obese is not only due to high calorie intake, but biochemical genetic factors that play the role. Hmm. Thoughts? Well, why is there always a built-in excuse, by the way? Well, it's in my biogenetics. Have you seen what happened to Walter or is it Gunter? You can't lose weight? You can lose weight. Especially if you're thinking about having a child. You don't put down the drumsticks? I think it, or you just think they're fucked and they're going to inherit well, their genes? I, I think, mean, what is this about if, not trying to keep yourself in If you're talking shape? about the kids. Easy for me to say. I'm it's anorexic. a learned habit, right? Right. You know, if your parents are eating a lot, you're right. going to learn to eat a sure, lot. Sure. So I think a lot of it is habit forming. That's fine. Definitely genes. Okay. For sure. Okay. But we've seen where guys who were, you know, have a weight problem have found ways through hard work and perseverance. Well, I think to, you know, I think everybody could agree. It probably has to do with sustainability, though, just like anything true. else, right? So, I mean, that's, that's, that's part that's of the true. problems that go on. Okay. That's fine. So speaking of overweight people, I was speaking to a friend of mine today, right? Okay. She's a female. Okay. And she has a 300-pound female friend. Okay. And she was talking about it, and we have 4th of July coming up. And by the way, I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July. Absolutely. she was telling me that her friend wants to – she lives in a condo, and it's and it's a condo of, could we say, beautiful people? Marilyn like, Manson type? Not not like better than that. Like the built, beautiful people? Beautiful the beautiful people, people, right? Okay. And they hang out at the pool, and they live in this condo, and they all party together. Shangri-La, and, and they're all good-looking, too. Exactly. I'm getting nauseous, but okay. Right? Yeah, So I am. she's in a quandary because she's her, in a three, quandary. her 300-pound friend wants to come to the pool, and she kind of – and does it want to introduce a 300-pound friend to the beautiful people because she thinks they'll look down on her for hangings around a 300-pound person? Before I give you the Pharaoh's answer, is this someone who's going to yell at me behind the scenes? No. Shallow! God, is that shallow? Are you kidding me? I don't want my fat friend to be seen in front of Fifi and Roger and their sweaters. Oh, they're at the pool. I'm sorry. And their G-strings. And their bikinis. Get the, get the F out of here. It's so shallow. I would have my fat friend show up and do a cannonball. Cannonball! Here comes Bertha! Boom! This is my friend Bertha. She rocks. You got a problem? So let me ask you something. Uh, what is going on You're here? You're dating a girl. Yeah. Right? And she's... You think the Pharaohs never dug a fat chick, no, by the way? No, my point to you is this. I have. Right? <laughs> you, you, Just saying. You, you, Go you, ahead. You're dating a fat chick. Okay. Really fat. Oh, okay. You get along with a great, sure. great personality. You guys enjoy awesome. the same stuff. She's probably a great person. Do you really want to bring her out in public with you? I could care less if I'm already with the fat chick and I'm already slipping the dip. I don't care. What? What? Why? You've already. Why would you be? I'm embarrassed of the Pharaoh. I'm not. I'd be like, I'm with the Pharaoh. Jesus Christ, he's nuts. You know what I mean? Oh, come on, stop it. You're proud of who you're with. It doesn't matter whether they're built like a pear or built like a freaking pickle. What's the difference? So the key word shallow. I think it's amazingly shallow. It's it's the shallow end of the kiddie pool, and someone drained the water, and you just went in and Terrible. hit your head. Terrible. It's awful. 
If they want to know, that is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrell. <laughs> Who am I in trouble with? <laughs> we want to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty Nefaro and Jimmy Farrell, along with his partner, Bart Griggs. Bart, make up man. the band, Wisteria Hall. No more high notes. Our own Jimmy Farrow and Bart Griggs sing such songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music Riding on high. the... Did you say Riding High? I'm not up to there yet. Oh, you're not? Okay. Dude, I do the script every yeah, I know. Even people You'd think watching, I'd have though, it memorized. You would have it memorized. You would think I would by I threw now. you off, though, because I kind of did a little twist. Yeah, you did. But I did on purpose. Did. Oh, God. Set up. Not far behind it. Here comes the rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Tune in. Download it on Spotify, Apple Music, or Reverb Nation. Yeah. And catch the theme song for Monty the Fowl, Riding High. There we go. One of the best songs around. Yeah. And if you didn't know what you are, watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty the Farrow. Catch us on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page and Monty DeFaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on IR Radio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, and channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 and 11.30 again Saturday Night Live. Where the ratings are destroying AEW Rampage. Which they are. And channel they 20, are. Tuesdays at 1 a.m. Again, I want to thank Amazon Music. We're on every kind of deal, and that's due to the people that support us that I named at the beginning of the show Absolutely. and many more. Absolutely. We are totally humbled. Thank so anyway... You. We're going to go to commercial break. Um, hang in there. The great Mario Mancini will be with Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast after this. We shall we? In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PartyPupInfo and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast, www.quickcast.com. 866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW. Quick cast. Start your own success. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty DeFaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV, where we've got our special guest, Mr. Mario Mancini. Mario, how are you, my friend? Good, brother. How are you? Thanks for coming on and joining us. Uh, Mario, one thing I wanted to say is, when I hear the name Mario, it thinks I think about Inglorious Bastards when they uh, <laughs> introduce themselves as the Italian guys. You ever see that movie? No, I never have. Well, I just want to speak to you like I want to be like you know Mario Mancini, Mario, right? Mario Mancini, <laughs> and I'm Italian. I could do that, right? It's yeah, all good. There you go. yeah, listen, you're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> so Mario. What's been going on with your life? Uh, you were telling me you're running your own independent organization. Can you tell the fans about that? Well, yeah, I own Paradise Alley Professional Wrestling out of East Haven, Connecticut, and I'm, I'm there with Paul Roma, um, Big Steve Tracy, and Paul Perez, all four of us, uh, former WWE. Um, some of us more successful than others, Roma. Um but, uh, yeah, we had a big show last night at the Cadillac Ranch in Southington, Connecticut. We're going back September 25th. Everybody had a good time. Um, 
except me because when I brought the U-Haul back, I took too hard of a left and I uh, I kind of crunched the plastic on the side of the U-Haul, so that wasn't fun. Oh. But I took out the insurance. So, uh, needless to say, Roma said, you're never driving the U-Haul again. <laughs> Mario, how, how difficult have you found it to be running a wrestling promotion compared to being a wrestler back in the day? Well, listen, we, uh, you know, as Roma, I had Danny Davis there last last night because he's my brother. And, um, you know, T.J. Strongbow was my second father. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I was really close to Chief. And I, if I was that close to Chief, Danny Davis was even closer. So I had, he's the closest thing I have to Strongbow that's alive because that's how close he was to and we were just doing strongbow all night, you know. We were back on our, our our heels, up on our toes, with our hands folded across our stomachs, you know, looking down our nose, you know, calling everybody Mr. Mr. Davis. Uh, we were doing chief all night, you know. So Danny came down last night, gave the guys a great speech about the business, you know, um, talked to the guys after their matches, critiqued them, and... Uh, you know, uh, we, 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 you know, when we were with the WWE, we just didn't go in there with our bags, you know, lace our boots, got the wrestle, and, and leave. But we watched everything. So, you know, as Davis said to me last night, he goes, I'm not saying this just because it's you. This is the best independent wrestling show as far as production, attitude, behavior. I've never been to, and I've been to a lot of them. You and Roman do really bad. Well, you know, it's like... It's like this. If I'm gonna, if if you want to learn how to hit a baseball, right? And, and listen, I, I I own an independent wrestling company. I am independent pro wrestlers, and I I respect as my my one of my closest brothers. The, the, you want a crazy cat? You want somebody off the wall? It, it, the Guardian of Chaos, Big Daddy. Um, as, as you know, he says. You know, he respects anybody and everybody who's ever stepped through those ropes and has gone into the ring, and so do I. But it's a it's a little it's a little different when you come from you're coming from the New York Yankees, and you know now you're managing the Mississippi Mud Flappers. You know, sure, sure. You know, so, you know what I mean? It's, 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 oh yeah, it's it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of different, but. We're, we're still trying to teach these kids how to work in the major leagues. Now that being said, um, you know, I grew I graduated high school June twentieth, nineteen eighty four. The next day, I turned eighteen on June twenty first, and July thirty first, I turned pro. Forty days later, damn. So, wow. You know, yeah, my first match was July thirty first against Greg Valentine in the Poughkeepsie New Hudson Civic Center. So. I went straight from wrestling school. It's like going to the major leagues from high school, you know. Right. I had no double player. Right. Play, you know? So uh, we only know we only know what we know. Right. And with that being said, if the, that same eighteen-year-old Mario Mancini existed today and had that hunger and passion and desire to be a professional wrestler with the WWE today, you could say, hey. Thanks for stopping by. Go get a day job because I don't have the ability that today's have. So I'm a, I was a ground and pound guy after Bruno Sammartino. 
you know, and found Morocco and Paul Orndorff. No, I was no superfly snook, but I was a good. If they ever got, if they ever gave me the opportunity, except ever had the opportunity to display it, because basically, when you were kids, or you know, watching me on TV on a Saturday morning, if you went, shit, I ran out of milk. If you got up and got a glass of milk, my match was over. So you mm. can't. Mm. You know, you, you can't get a, a good gauge of how good I, of a wrestler I was when I was on TV. But what made me feel good were the house matches when I'd be walking to my car and there was always a few fans that stopped and Mario, Mario. There you go. We have your autograph. And I go, yeah, I'd sign your autograph. And always one guy would go, man, you can wrestle. There you go. I go, yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, right? Well, back in those days, back in those days, you were a specialist. I mean, it is what it is, but I wanted to ask you, Greg the Hammer Valentine's like probably my favorite from those days. What was he like? How did he treat you? And how did the top enhancement, uh, you know, being an enhancement guy, how did the top players treat you as, you know, somebody who was always putting everybody over for them? Absolutely. Yep. All right. Yep. When we went to wrestling school, he said he talked just like Mickey. Didn't look a thing like him. Before he would talk, listen, you guys are friends, so you're sparring with each other. When you enter that ring against somebody you don't know, you're gonna apply this stuff. You're looking to hurt someone. We said. We nodded our head like bobbleheads. We said, okay. K-Fig was alive and well, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So now I go to Poughkeepsie. I'm downstairs in the dressing room. Gorilla Monsoon screams my, screams my name out. Now, I'm really not used to my name yet, so I'm not answering. Now, you guys know my real last name. It's a pain in the neck. So... My mother's maiden name is Mancini. So he just stuck Mario in front of my mother's maiden name, which brought my mother to tears when I told her what my wrestling name was. Hmm. So now they go, S.D. Jones goes, isn't that you? I go, who? He goes, Mario Mancini. Yeah, 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 that's me. <laughs> so I, I go up to Gino, and uh, he goes, sign this contract. I go, uh... Do I need a lawyer to look at that contract? Now, <laughs> if you want to sign this contract, okay. sign it or not. Right. I said, where do I where do I sign it? 
So now I go back. Tony puts his arm around me. He goes, get there. He goes, this is Chief J. Strongbow. Now, I've been watching wrestling since I was seven in 1973. So I wanted to look at Tony and go, really? No kidding. There's no kidding it's Chief J. Strongbow. I said, hi, Mr. I'll do my 18-year-old my voice. I go, hi, Mr. Strongbow. Hi, what do you need me to do? He goes, see that chair over there? I need you to sit in it and shut up. I said, okay. In half a mile, so now, left. now he calls me up. He goes, hey, kid. I said, yeah, Chief. He goes, go talk to Valentine. I go, what am I going to talk to Valentine for? He goes, you're working with him. I go, I'm wrestling him. He goes, yeah. I go, is this title shot or non-title shot? Because <laughs> he's it's ah. not the Neville champion. Oh, boy. So okay. He gives, Altamar, he gives Altamar side eye. I said, you know what, Chief? I'm a good wrestler. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat Valentine tonight. <laughs> okay. He gives the side eye to Tony. Go talk to Valentine. I go, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm wrestling him. <laughs> oh, Tony, puts his arm, Tony puts his arm around him. And he goes, go talk to Valentine. I said, all right. So now I walk up to the hammer. I go, hi, I'm Mario Mancini. I'm wrestling. I'm not working with you. I'm wrestling you. So Valentine goes, <clears throat> he looks up because he was, he was laced in his boot. You know, he looks up and he goes, ugh. <laughs> oh, I go, I just turned 18 last month, like Lurch from the Adams family. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> he goes, how many matches have you had? I go, this is my first professional match. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He goes, listen to me. Keep your legs as loose as you can, like wet noodles. He goes, the stiffer you keep your legs, you're going to hurt yourself. I'm okay. not going to hurt you. Okay. Okay. When I slap that figure four on you, my stomach drops, my heart breaks, and I go, I got to lose. This is a setup. <laughs> this is a setup. <laughs> I got to lose. You really were brand new. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, my lose, God. Right? I go, so now I think really too quick for a kid. I go, do I get a comeback? By the way, Mary, I gotta throw this in. When you met Chief J. Strongbow, did you sense that there might be some Italian in that Indian? Well, you see, um, <laughs> I found out that night because Tony, to make me feel better, to, for, for Tony to make me feel better, Alphamari goes, "Listen, Chief Sicilian, <laughs> so don't make him look bad." <laughs>
the way I got close to him was that was July 31st, 84. Then August 9th of 84, Terry Garvin calls me. I love Garvin's voice. Mario. I go, yeah, Terry goes, I need you in West Warwick, Rhode Island tonight for a house show. I said, okay. So I go to West Warwick, Rhode Island. It's an amphitheater, one of those partially opened amphitheaters. So I go in there and chase the agent. I go, hi, Mr. Strongbow. He goes, hey, kid. Get dressed. I said, now nah, nah, I got to try to get smart, right? Who am I working with, Mr. Strongbow? He goes, uh, Dr. D. David Schultz. Oh, oh, boy. Good luck. I go, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> that match come with a first aid kit? He's awesome. We we have met him. He just texted me today. He goes, boy, I can't wait to see you in Hamburg, PA next month. I said, yeah, back I'll be there. <laughs> so, I go up to Doc. We go over the match. I go in there. Matt's going well. We're going 17 minutes. I'm 18. I can go 117 minutes, right? He's got me the headlock. He's tickling my neck a little bit. I go, this guy's a nice guy, you know. Calls a couple spots. I outsmart him. Tickling your neck? I got you. I got you. Oh, my God. So, you know, he starts getting the heat up on me. And he, and he goes, move, boy. And I moved on the elbow. And that was time for my comeback. So he's getting up on his knees, on his feet. He's backing into the corner turnbuckle. So I was very comfortable, gentlemen, very comfortable with my stomach punches. They were very good. And I had him in the corner, and I was punching him in the stomach. He goes, the face, by the face. <laughs> so I come with a roundhouse. Oh, boy. I'm on the side of the neck like a good pro wrestler does. For some reason... He put his left arm up. It kicked off his arm, and I punched him in the face. He met me with a straight right oh. and broke my nose in two places. Oh, boy. <laughs> so if you take your finger and put it on the bridge of your nose, there's a little gap. You can't really hit your eyeballs. My finger was dead flush against my eyeballs. His knuckle went right into the bridge of my nose. Oh. Oh. I looked like Rocky Marciano, you know, so. Nice. Wow. I was on, so I was on Queer Street, politically rest. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, politically <laughs> correct wrestling lingo. That means right. I was in a, I was a, my head was in a haze. Which way did he go? Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got so, you. Now I'm, I'm I'm yelling on the way back to the restroom. Did I mess up the match? Was the match okay? Did I mess up the match? And I felt somebody grab me by the back of the hair and drag me. And it was Strongbow yanking me in the dressing room and goes, Will you shut up? Are you out of your mind? And he looked out my nose and he went, Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, kid. Oh, kid. Right. And he looked at Schultz's dirty look. Mm. And he looked back at, this is, this is how 
Chief was. Interesting. Okay. When, when the Chief was upset, he didn't talk. Really? Okay. He just stared at you and he, he'd go like this. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's sizing you uh, up. Uh, yeah. So now he's looking at my face and he's going, oh. And he's looking over at Schultz and he's going, hmm. He's looking back at me and he goes, uh, he goes, you okay, kid? I said, yeah, I'm fine. Because you don't look fine. You going to be able to drive home? I go, yep, I'm fine. He goes, you don't look fine. I go, I'm great, chief. So, I, you know, I went home. I went to the hospital the next day. I got a reset. I was packed up to my nose. I'm laying on the couch watching TV. The phone rings. My mother picks it up and she goes, Dr. D's on the phone for you. So I pick up the phone. I go, hello. In half a mile. He goes, what's going on, boy? He goes, sorry about your nose. Your face got in the way of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's your face doing there anyway? It definitely got in the way. He goes, we okay, boy? I said, yeah, Doc, we're fine. He goes, you know how I'm feeling? I go, it's not badminton, Doc. We're not playing horseshoes. Of course. Of course. He goes, ah, young kid, one tough son of a bitch. Good for you. Good for you. I said, thanks, Doc. I'll see you at TV. So I go to TV and my, my I'm still packed up to my brain. So the chief goes, what are you doing here? I said, I'm here at work. I said, you can't even tell. I don't have any black and blues left. I just got a little stuff under my eyes, mm-hmm. a little purple. He goes, you still impacted? it? I said, yeah. He goes, you can only breathe out of your mouth? I go, yeah. He goes, I'm not putting you out there. Mm. I said, then don't. Don't put me out there. So I go way in the back of the dressing room in the bathroom, and I start picking up my nose. And it was like Houdini. I mean, I don't know how I got all this stuff up there. It wouldn't stop coming out. It was blue, green, purple. It was like a magic Ooh. show. It was like da 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 It wouldn't stop coming out. So finally, I got it all out. And... um so finally I got it all out and I went back to Strongbow and I did a deep breath to show him that my nose is clear. He goes, you're one crazy son of a bitch. You know that kid? Yeah, you kind of are, but I agree with the chief. I, but... I, said, I, I said, chief, put me on the board. Put me on the board. Put, I go, work me all three hours if you want. Put me on the board. I want to wrestle. There you go. You see, I broke into the wrestling business. People... People today break in to the entertainment business. Mm. Understood. I, I broke into the wrestling business. Sure. So let, let me let me ask you this, Mario. So you got you're this young kid. It's 83, 84, right? You have this whole vision of what wrestling's supposed to be. Um, you know, during right in the beginning of your time, basically the uh, Nancy Argentina situation happens with Snooker. How does that affect you? Like having this, uh, you know, this young feeling, be, uh, be being a pro wrestler, and all of a sudden seeing this dark side of what's going on. What uh, what kind of effect did that have on you? Do you guys watch my other interviews? No, because sir. You're asking great questions. I don't watch any don't... interviews. <laughs> there, wait, wait a minute. There's other interviewers. <laughs> Go ahead, Barry. Go ahead. Sorry, we're good. Now, there, now there's this. 
Gotcha. So I, I walk into the arena, right? Now, Snooker's got this big thing going. Piper. Prepare to keep right after two miles. Right? Got the coconut thing, big thing with Piper, right? Mm-hmm. So I walk into the arena. I'll be honest with you, I forgot where. Okay. I want to say it was Baltimore for some reason. All right. And the Tonga kid is cutting a promo. Ah. And he's going, Piper! Piper! So <laughs> I go up to Chief and I go, Hey, Chief! He goes, What? I go, Why is the Tonga kid screaming Piper? Where's Snicker? He goes, Mind your business. Oh. I go, Where's Snicker? He goes, I don't know where Snicker is. I go, but you change the angle right in the middle. I go, the story you chant, well, how come you got me twice? He goes, I don't know. Shut up. There you go. I go, okay. And it took maybe three days Mm -hmm. before somebody had to lean over in my ear and go, I said, no. And they go, rough sex. I go, oh, what's wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely nothing, as long as your pulse is still going. I go, what's wrong with that? He goes, she's dead. I went, oh, oh. I said, get away from me, man. I don't want to know that. I don't want to hear that. Get away from me. Don't tell me that. Right. Get away from me. Right, right. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, that's just the thing. Things like that, you know, when they come out in the newspaper, Jimmy Snooker for murder, I mean, I, I thought, I actually thought the authorities knew back then and Vince just got them out of it. Mm, okay. You know, I really did. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really did. Mm-hmm. I, I, evidently, they didn't. Okay. You know what I mean? It, it's just like watching Legend's House. You know, I, I, I never watched the show, but somebody told me about it, so I YouTube it. Okay. That just, what was that, like five years ago or something? Uh, it, was quite a, it was quite a while ago. Roddy Piper howling at the moon, right? But yeah, yeah. So, like, Pat Patterson at the table going, I got something to tell everybody. And I'm watching the YouTube video, and they're like, what? He's like, keep right. Okay. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Oh boy! And everybody's like all choked up at the table. I'm like, are you? What is going on here? So, uh, Mario, I just want to, I just want to hammer this home. Are you telling me that they all knew all those years ago, and they're all like, oh my god, you really are? So this is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, this is a bunch of bullshit. There we go. The only one that really couldn't hold it. Yeah. The only one that really couldn't hold it. Okay. Okay. Mr. USA Tony. Uh, hey, Tony! He was, the, he was the only one that really couldn't keep that poker face. He, he, could, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He, he, Tony had a look on his face like, man, I need to be home on my couch. There you go. <laughs> there, there you go. So, yeah, you know, so, uh, 
So they're totally putting us over. Here we are, the marks at home, the nerdy fans at home are eating this up. I can't believe it. He's, look at the reaction. And it's all a bunch of BS. Is that what you're telling us? Well, 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 no. Okay. I mean, one of the best people I've ever met in my life, Louie. He really was. He talked wrestling psychology with me for 45 minutes one night. Mm. And I looked at SD Jones and I go, SD, that guy's about five foot two. But he knows everything about wrestling. And he's so smart. I go, who the hell was that? He goes, that's Pat's wife, Louie. Wow. So I go up, I go up the path. I go, hey, Pat. Louie just taught me a lot right now. Drive three miles. He goes, that's good, Mario. That's good. I go, he's fantastic. He goes, you got to see his vegetable garden. <laughs> he goes, that guy knows how to grow some. Check out those cucumbers. I mean, what's going on here? His vegetable? Uh, you know, yeah, I don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> listen, I say the same thing. In case you can't tell, yeah, I've done a hundred of these things, and you know what? The worst thing I see is is bullshit. I don't like that. Mm, so, uh -huh. so do I think? Do I think Pat Patterson was a genius? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Do I? Yeah. Do I, do I think he had one of the greatest wrestling minds? Yeah. In wrestling history. Oh yeah. You better. You better believe it. Damn straight. Yep. You better believe it. Did he contribute a lot to bring this business to his the, the heightened level? Absolutely. And an amazing career too. Amazing and in a, ring. A, 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 a great worker in the ring. Yep. At everything. Yep. What he, I despise what he did outside of those talents. Hmm. Hmm. Are you, are you, are, so there's the same fall for like a Terry Garvin, you mentioned him earlier. You know what, it's so funny, you know, that, that broke my heart. That broke my heart. Terry Garvin, if it wasn't for Terry Garvin, Mario Mancini would have had all those house shows. Really? If it wasn't for Terry Garvin, okay? I love Terry Garvin, he loved me. I walk into that dress room and go, Mario, case of beach, sit down, let's talk. We, you know. Talk about growing up, childhood, everything like that. We'd sit, we'd laugh, he'd tell me jokes. I was, we had a layover in Texas one time. He came walking through the airport with this huge case of barbecue sauce on his shoulder. I go, Terry, what are you doing? He goes, did you ever have this barbecue sauce? It's the best barbecue sauce you'll ever taste in your life. I go, no, I never have. You know, he was just a fantastic person. A very nice person, but and I felt so embarrassed when they got if somebody got went. You know he's gay. I go no, no way. Well, that's one thing, Mario. But what about the conduct when it was revealed later what he, you know, was rumored oh, yeah, to be doing? The Barrio stuff. No, the Ring Boy scandal. The Ring stuff, Boy right? scandal. Him and Mel Phillips. I mean. Oh, oh! I, 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 uh, I, my heart was broken. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And you know what? I, I, I never knew that about Mel Phillips. But I'll tell you one thing. So, I was in love with my high school sweetheart, 
and I ended up marrying her. Okay. For a whole eleven months. Okay. And um, she cheated on me with a highlight player. Highlight player. Yeah, he's killing me here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He's got. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was 20 years old. Sure. Sure. So, gotcha. So, I go in a dressing room with my wedding ring on. Mm. And Mel would go, What do you got there? I go, It's my wedding ring, Mel. I got, I got married. He goes, Marriage never works. <laughs> I go, and, and You're talking to a guy now who's 56, whose parents, whose parents were married for 65 years. Right. So he's like, Marriage doesn't work. I go, Mel, why are you so against marriage? He goes, Sure. So, sure. I'm not putting it together. Right. And then this stuff comes out, and I'm like, oh, oh. man. Yeah. But uh, listen, the, the Terry Garbage stuff broke my heart because there was that guy. That guy never gave any indication. He never made a pass toward me. Okay. He never gave any innuendo toward me. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Zero. Zilch. Nothing. Were you shocked? Were you shocked back then that nobody like a? Listen, the thing I was shocked is is an understatement. Now, I knew about Pat. Okay. Everybody knew about Pat. Okay. Everybody, everybody even knew about the boys that Pat was. You know, when I say I mean wrestlers, not ring boys. Were, Pat was with. Mario, were things so tight? Were things so tight lipped back then that a guy like Billy Superstar Billy Graham or Bruno San Martino, they had no problem going on Donahue after they were mad at Vince and and adding to the ring boy stuff. How come nobody of of higher prominence or power in the card themselves try to say something about this? Agreed. He is the business. Agreed. So, Ma- him and, and, and may his father rest in peace are the business of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. He is a genius. A genius. He is the ringmaster. He is the genius. He put everybody out of business. Agreed. So is this you can't fight City Hall? Is that the bottom line? People just stay tight-lipped because they're holding... The only dream I have is 
Understood. Understood. At what point, guys, it starts getting flaunted, no? Yeah, well, absolutely. So, absolutely. Mario, on this and point. It, and, it doesn't, and it doesn't stop. Right. So, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is when, when there's a superstar, Billy Graham, which at that time probably was, was too old and too injured with his hips to work. Mm hmm. I can see that. Okay. the argument i mean how much detail can you get this is between bruno and vince senior or junior junior I'd say you were a nice Jewish boy, but I can't say that. Go on. Yeah, I went, I went to the car. David was in the back seat, like driving his team. 
Okay. Lex, Lex is driving the car. So, I put my bag in the trunk. I get in the front seat. I shake David's hand. I shake. That's first and foremost, always. I shake David's hand. I shake Lex's hand. Lex and I are friends now after he stretched me out and made me scream for my mother because that's Lee Jones. Um, so, we start driving. Nobody's saying anything in the car. No one. Okay. So I got my head. Now I'm a little savvy now. Now I'm getting a little seasoned. So I got my head straight ahead. My face is straight out the, the windshield. And my side eyes on less. And when I see my when I look at less through my side eye, he's looking at me with a side eye. And I'm like, okay. I go, David, what's up? Nothing. I go, what's the matter? You hear about last night? I go, no. Nightheart went over with my finish. I go, so? Because we need so. You can't do that, Mario. You can't use somebody else's finish. I go, well, it's Nightheart. It's, you know, it's not like Jake Roberts power slams somebody. Bullshit. Bullshit. They're sending me a message. I go, they're not sending you anything. Bullshit. I look over. I, but now I can look at Wes instead of giving a side eye because I, I'm turned talking to David in the backseat. Wes is still giving me a side eye. I won't say anything. We get the TV. Wes and I take a seat. David beelines for Vince. His, his arms are flying all over the place. Vince is kind of shrugging his shoulders. His hands are going. David's hands start flopping around even more. He's pointing at Vince. Vince has his hands out. He's shrugging his shoulders. David bends down, picks up his bag, puts it over his shoulder, walks by I and said, take care, guys. Hmm. Never saw me. Wow. Never saw me. Wow. Mario, Farrow and I are really big fans of Vincent, Vince McMahon. Yep. Out, forget about wrestling, just outside as an American. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. Is Vince McMahon, forget about being a great promoter and great for wrestling. In Mario Mancini's eyes, is Vince McMahon a good human being or not? I don't, I don't think I could answer that fairly because... The only time I've ever been exposed to him is in the dressing room and in, in uh, meetings, in arenas. Um, I only had, hold, hold on, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, Two, three, three one-on-one -on -one interactions with them. Do you want them? Sure. Okay. First interaction. Tony Altamar worked for the office. He got fired for stealing a concession. 
job for the company is in charge of concession. Okay. Selling t-shirts on the side. Ooh. Him and Abe Lincoln. You guys remember Abe Lincoln? Uh, a little before my time, but sure. There was this little guy that put up the ring. He was like five foot. Oh, I thought you meant the real Abe. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, okay. Son of a bitch with the spitting image of Abe Lincoln. Really? Okay. Listen, the spitting image right. of Abe Lincoln. That's funny, because Abe Lincoln was in real life very tall. This guy's very short, but looks like Abe. Okay, I right. gotcha, I gotcha. So, is they, I never knew his real name. He's just <laughs> Honest, Honest Abe, okay. So, Abe Lincoln got fired with Tony. Okay, he wasn't so honest. I got nervous. I got nervous. Tony brought me into the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Vince came down between tapings. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. McMahon, can I have a word with you, please? He said, yeah. I said, I'm not a thief. And I wasn't raised that way. My parents didn't raise me that way. I earn everything I get. And I don't steal. I'm not a thief. And I don't want to be associated like that because I know he brought me into the business and I don't want to pay for his sins. He goes, don't worry about it, Mario. Don't worry about it. Okay. I said, okay. The second interaction was in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. When I went outside the dressing room in, I, in 86, 85 or 86, Went around the corner where the steel barricades were, mm-hmm. and I was trying to pick up a couple of ring racks. Nice. Um, I was sitting there, and they were smiling, and I had a hot one, hot one. I go, you come over to Peace Bridge with me? I go, how old are you? She's like 22. Okay. I'm, and I'm like 19. Nice. But you know, you know how I would get them? I go, I'm Roma, Paul Roma. It was so easy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Stop. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Those ring rats, man. Unbelievable. What were you like? What, what were you like? A fluff boy or something? Yeah, I was a fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. We warm them up for you, Roma. Oh. <laughs> That's a good answer. Did he like that answer? He said, every time I see you outside the dressing room, I'm going to find you a hundred bucks. I went sprinting into the dressing room, slammed the door open. I almost knocked Morocco out. He, he didn't like that answer, did I guess? Oh, and, and, and Roma goes, what's wrong with you? I go, I'm not fine, but the groupies, I was trying, I was trying to get somebody to come back to the room. Things came out in you. He goes, just stay in here. Hey. So now I'm calling him Caesar. Because that was his nickname, Caesar. 
Okay. Because he was, he was the ruler of the empire. Sure. So, sure. I go, Caesar, can I fuck you for a minute? Walk, Mario. I said, can I have a doll? What? He goes, you want a doll? An action figure? Yeah. I uh, go, yeah. Okay. He goes, what's so special about yours? Picks up ring rats? I said, I said <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help it, Mario. It comes with a groupie. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're sold separately. Yes, yeah, the groupie's got to be sold separately. The Mario Mancini action figure, ring wrap sold separately. Playset not included. Playset not included. There you go. Okay. That's great. He never did. I guess he just liked the joke. Oy. They should have had the Paul Roma Mario Mancini twin pack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, with a little sign? Can I have some? I mean, what is this? Oh, Mario. That's rough. That is rough. Sold millions. <laughs> millions! <laughs> you, oh, you know what look at that picture right now? You do. You do yeah. look like Ron Jeremy. Yeah. How do you look at He's him? better than. Oh, hey, look. You know what? Who does? Oh. Mario, I want to I want to thank you for joining the show. Oh my God. Uh, thank you. It's such short notice. <laughs> you were fantastic. Um, we're going to hit you with something called the Pharaoh's Final Question. I don't know what this dude's going to ask. It's off script, so, you know, he's going to have at it. I hope you uh, can handle it. You ready, Farrell? What am I going to ask him? His favorite brand of peanut butter? I don't Is know. Is that what's happening Go here? Ahead. Oh, my Lord. Mario, you, you, you told us a lot about your early days and, you know, your first match with Valentine. And, you know, I'm here to wrestle you. And what do you mean I'm going to lose and all this other stuff? Were you ever disappointed that you didn't get further on the card? Okay. Looked at me and said, 
are you out of your mind? I said, no, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. He goes, yeah, you're going to catch for the Yankees, too. I go, I might do that, too, because they're a good ball player. So, I I wanted to be the next Bruno Sammartino. Sure. I, I was the next Frank Williams. How do you think I fell? Go ahead, next question. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Frankie Williams should be in the Hall of Fame, and he should be one of your heroes. I love Frankie Williams. You're right. Are you, I'm sorry. No disrespect, Frankie. Rest in peace. There you go. That's right. Frankie, what, what do you feel about some of those guys from the day, like a Frankie Williams or, you know, some of the other jobbers? They don't get enough respect, in my well, opinion. Well, first of all, how do, you, how do you like... What do you think about when people use the word jobbers? Is that offensive I to you? I prefer it. I prefer it. Okay. Call me a jobber, please. Okay. Don't call me an enhancement talent. Yeah. I'm not a human, vi- I'm not a human Viagra. There you go. There you go. I'm not a human Viagra. Yeah, I like I'm, that. Like, you know what? Watch the Seinfeld show. Watch all four of them out of booze. There's a guy with a little white hat on an apron wiping down the counter while they make jokes. He enhances the scene. I like to think of myself as a little more than that. Sure. So, sure. you know what I mean? I'm a jobber. Call me a jobber. For sure. For sure. Well, Mario, I want to thank you again. Yes. Thank you so much. Maybe Very eventually much. we'll get to meet each other in person. That would be cool. Um, again, you want to talk about your wrestling school real quick so the fans can... Uh, that your wrestling school, your yeah, wrestling it, organization. It, I'm sorry. It, it, it is Paradise Alley Professional Wrestling. It is at 662 Co-Avenue. In East Haven, Connecticut, I teach on Mondays. Roman and I run it the honest way. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm one of the top five losers in professional wrestling history. So who better to teach you how to fall? There you go. There you go. So so Monday nights are the beginner's class. That's what I teach. Once I feel that I've spent enough time with you with turnbuckles, hitting the ropes, doing deals and body slams and hip tosses and arm drags, I hand you over to Roma, and Roma does, for the lack of a better term, your junior and senior year, you know, because I'm not teaching anybody how to lop, leapfrog and drop kick and climb sure. the ropes. Sure, sure. Uh, since Roma's the only guy in, in uh, pro wrestling history that could climb to the top rope without any hands. So, Ooh, okay, uh, okay. That, that's how it's run. We're at 662 Co Avenue in East Haven, Connecticut, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. Yeah, check it. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can look us up on YouTube. Um, and and uh, that's it. That you know, that's about it. So you had? Uh, did you have a fr- friend of the show, Andrew Anderson, on your show last night? I let, let me tell you something. Andrew Anderson is my brother. I. Andrew Anderson, he is such a great guy. Um, but I have a question for you, though. Andrew seems like he can never make a decision, right? Yeah, like yeah. if, like, you want to go out to have dinner with him, if you say, "Hey, let's have steak or sushi," he's kind of like well, doesn't want to offend sushi. I don't want to offend sushi, right, so right. you know, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> you are having fun with Andrew. Sorry. Oh my lord. Absolutely. I love, I love I love booking them. I, we, our next show at the Cadillac Ranch is September 25th. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon, and I want to book them again for that show mm-hmm. uh, because I just I, I you know what here's here's my problem, guys. Any guys like 
like Andrew Anderson, you know what I mean? I'm comfortable with them because they're old school. Sure, sure. And, and Andrew could have survived very easily back in the 80s in the WWF. Uh, agreed. I you believe know what so. I mean? So, you know, uh, I, I, I love being around him because it's just like talking to the boys. Listen, I miss the guy so much. I just I just booked Danny Davis to talk to the guys. Okay. I had to, I had to have Danny Davis there. You know what I mean? So, um, these are these these are what I call after the big thing was with the Undertaker, uh, where Mark Henry got really hot at me. I decided to stay with my people. I don't want to know anything after 1992. I wasn't around. I don't know them. I don't know what the attitude error was. I, I didn't need any of them. I don't know any of that stuff. So I just keep, uh, after Mark Henry got hot at me, and we agreed to disagree and shook hands, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm just keeping in my air because, you know, I felt I was disrespected by The Undertaker. And, I, you know, I was really upset because I, I wasn't sure. I was his debut match. I was the first guy I ever wrestled. Sure. So, and he did the big event, and Scott Wilder, who's my promoter, had me at the big event. He's like, oh, Tinker's in there. And I'm like, hey, can you tell him? I was sitting out there like a monk for 45 minutes. Never, he said, can you come back? It's kind of busy. Okay. We went back after they were done, and my promoter was like, all right, Mario would like to see him for 10 seconds. Just congratulate him. He was his first match. He's like, yeah, I can't see him. So I was like, really? Listen, guys, here's the bottom line. Don't ever forget this. Ever. No one, nobody in the history of professional wrestling has ever been bigger than the business itself. Yep. No one. Yep. I was doing a job for Eddie one day, and I, Eddie, I love you. You know I do. You know I love you, Eddie. Beefcake. And he was laughing, and Hogan walked by. And he said, oh, Eddie, I hope you're not laughing at Eminem. I hope you're not doing that, Eddie, because the people you see on the way up are the same people you see on the way down. Good for Hogan. Which means, which means gentlemen, at the end of the day, aren't we all just jobbers? There yeah, you go. that's right. There you go. You're that's doing right. a job one way or the other. That's Absolutely. Right. Well done, Mr. Mancini. We want to thank you, and I hope to meet you soon. And uh, thank you again for coming on in such short notice. Great guest. Thanks, Mario. Guys, any, listen, I'll call, I never say no. I'll come on anytime. Okay. That works. All right, brother. God bless. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, Thanks, bye-bye. Mario. Take it easy. All right, man. Well, what'd you think, Farrell? I think he was awesome. I enjoyed that very much. I didn't get to ask him, though, when he shook Mark Henry's hand. Was it his hand or that hand that Mae Young gave birth to? <laughs> and what is Mark Henry's business to start giving that guy shit? It's not even from your time period. Shut up. Boy, he's got a lot to say, Mark Henry. It's a good I'm thing a he's big, far away from me because I'd run a, even further I'm away. I'm not a big fan would. of Henry. No, Never not have. either. He's not a uh, Hall of Famer. Piss think, off. I honestly think he's a dope. Yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer either, in my opinion. But what do I, I will tell you something which is very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guys that you never heard do a lot of mic work. Yeah. 
Boy, can he, he can fucking talk. talk. That's right. Who they else? Can Mike Knox was like that. It's like, wait a second. Where, where the list this? is long. It is. All right. Well, it we is. ran a little long. Very I talented. want to thank everybody for joining us. I hope you enjoyed Mr. Mancini uh, and the great stories. Want to make a few announcements. We've got Greg Valentine coming into studio. We've got, uh, I think, July 22nd. It's a Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got Tommy Rich and Ronnie Garvin I, I'm uh, in studio. Love Ronnie. Absolutely. Uh, and Marty Janetti will be making his return. Back. And we got a lot to talk with Marty about. Sure. We miss Marty. Uh, he's recovering well Good. from his injury. Thank God. Um, okay. So we're glad to have him. Again, we're humbled Good. that all of you join us. We're humbled that Mr. Mancini took time out of his own time. Excellent. To, uh, Excellent. To come on the show. Good stuff. And again, you know. Like he said, he's been under a lot of pressures last week. Yeah. Where all the McMahon haters out there, they sure. they're they're kind of dragging up the uh, right. Of course, the stuff that this happened wet back dream, in the nineties, you know? right? Yeah, and uh, you know, again, who am I to judge? I have no idea. I wasn't there. Right, um, so, yep. uh, and nor did I even want to ask that question. There you so go. there you go, Farrow. Anything to say? No, I'm just a fantastic guest. Spidey, thank you for jamming with us. Uh, sorry, we oh, By the way, Spidey, Spidey's way to ass. recover off of the videos, Spidey's right? Awesome. So, guys, if you don't know, we, we had video but no sound. Right. So we opted to, you know, you can't have an interview without sound. Go with sound, sound so and we some went, pictures. And Spidey, way to recover. Great job, bro. You're the man, Spidey. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got it. We appreciate you. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next Thursday. Happy 4th of July. Yes. Please be safe. Right, we hope oh, to see you all. Thank you for your service on the Fourth of July. Thank, thank you, you so sir. Much, I appreciate thank it. Thank you. You got it. And thank you all for being part of this country. And thank you for being such loyal friends of the Monty and the Pharaoh show. For sure, you have been watching Monty and the Pharaoh. Happy Fourth of July, and until next week, later. And thank you, Mary Mancini. Fantastic interview. <laughs>